Apostles Voice podcasts have been designed for you to meditate and then think about the material presented. They begin with a musical introduction, then the first part of the message, usually lasting about five or six minutes. There is then another interlude of music, followed by the second part of the message, and finally another musical interlude followed by a final section of the message. It is then concluded with some music. The title of this first article is called Scriptural Healing. There are many verses in God's Word that deal with healing. In Psalm 6 verse 2, David calls out to God to heal him for his bones were troubled. In Matthew 10 verse 8, Jesus commanded his disciples, among many other important things, to heal the sick. Isaiah 53 verse 5 informs us that by his stripes or blows that cut in to Jesus' body on the cross, we were given our healing. Great multitudes followed Jesus from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, Syria and beyond the Jordan. They suffered from various diseases, but Jesus healed them all. This is written down in Matthew 4, verse 24. Paul observed the crippled man in Lystra, according to Acts 14, verse 9. Looking at him intently, he believed that this man had faith to be healed. He then spoke to the man in a loud voice to stand up straight on his feet. The man did so and leapt and walked. James tells us that in chapter 5 verse 16 that people are to confess their sins to one another and pray for one another that they may be healed. David blesses the Lord in Psalm 103 and in verse 3 he writes that God heals our diseases. We read in Acts chapter 9 verse 34 about Aeneas. Aeneas had been bedridden or paralyzed for eight years. Peter found him and said to him that Jesus Christ heals you. He was told to rise and make his bed and he arose immediately. This miracle of healing was so great that all those who lived in Lydda and Sharon turned to the Lord. In Acts 9, verses 36 to 42, we read that Peter went to Joppa. And there was a certain disciple there named Tabitha. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds. But in those days she became sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Lydda was near Joppa. 
and the disciples had heard that Peter was there. They sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. And Peter went with them. When he had come, they bore him to the upper room, and everyone was weeping. But Peter put them all out, and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. When he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive, and it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed on the Lord. In Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 16, we are told of the man that was healed, that it was not them, but God's power alone that had healed. It was in Jesus' name, whom they had crucified, and faith in Jesus, and that this man was healed, and is in perfect soundness in the presence of you all. At the gate beautiful, a part of the temple, a man lay lame from his mother's womb. He only lived day to day by begging alms. Peter and John came into the temple and told the man to look at them. He did so expecting to receive something. Peter told this man he had nothing of material value to give him, but he spoke that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that he was to rise up and walk. So he did so. He leapt and walked into the temple, leaping and praising God. In 1 Peter 2, verse 24, we learn about Jesus' healing for his children in his atoning victory on the cross. Here we learn that by his stripes we are healed. Everything that we do as part of God's will for our lives must be by faith. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, we are explicitly told that without faith we cannot please God. 
we must first believe that he exists and diligently rewards all those who believe in him. Healing is one of God's greatest rewards for believing in him and what he alone achieved for us on the cross of Calvary. We learn that faith only comes by hearing God's word and, of course, applying it to our life situations, which includes healing. We find the confirmation of this in Romans chapter 10, verse 11. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. To obtain godly or scriptural healing, we must be willing to put our entire faith in God and His Word. Our faith for anything worthwhile, particularly our healing, grows as we put God's Word into everyday practice in our lives. First, we need to read it regularly, up to two or three times a day or more. We must be willing to accept it as absolute truth, His Word. We read in the Bible that Jesus and his appointed apostles all believed in healing. However, to have the faith required for healing to overcome the world, the flesh and the devil, it must be put into constant practice. You read the word, particularly those relating to healing. You meditate on it or think about it. You must be willing to learn it so that you have the word in your heart for every occasion. It is important to confess or speak it out aloud over every needy situation. It must not lie dormant. It must be used constantly and frequently. As you practice using the word, your faith and belief in the integrity of God's word rises. Keep at it. The Holy Spirit will provide you with the anointing to continue so you are not overpowered by your own negative thoughts or the distressful situations nor by other people's negative and doubt-filled comments. Jesus Christ is Lord of all, and as such, he is able to deal with every problem that besets all of mankind. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Our lack of faith in his desire and ability, and ultimately in the word, to achieve his victory in our lives is where things go astray. We must believe that Jesus and his word are absolutely able 
to completely give us his victory in our lives and in particular the specific healing we need. We must spend time in prayer with the Lord so that we can know what and how we are to pray. The Holy Spirit gives us the wisdom we need to have in our prayers, even determining specific verses from the Word of God that must be confessed over your particular situation. It is important for each of us to spend time daily reading the Word, meditating on the Word, and confessing the Word that God has given us. We will then have an understanding of God's will and purposes in the problem at hand. Our faith increases as we diligently pursue God's word. The word of God is not to be used as a type of crutch in conjunction with using medicine or medical procedures as our foundational method of healing. Certainly, modern medical understandings can be a vitally important aspect in assisting our recovery, but never as the main basis of our healing. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, not some airy-fairy idea that just might help us. Our complete recovery comes by realizing it is the word of God which heals us, this doesn't mean we abandon our pills or other medicine, but our foundation for our healing is where our true healing lies. Medicine can be a wonderful adjunct to God's word, but never the foundational stone upon which our healing is built. What is the purpose of our healing, the real purpose? It is to glorify our Father God through faith in Jesus and in his miraculous healing power obtained for us on the cross of Calvary. Surely this will bring to us complete healing, body, soul, and spirit. It may take some time, but allow God's word to take its healing course. It will always work if we obey the Holy Spirit's leading in our life. To enable God's healing power to enliven and heal our lives, it is essential to repent of wrong thoughts and attitudes and actions against other people. Come before God's throne and worship Him and tell Him you are sorry for any bitterness in your soul against others. Some roots of bitterness can go back a long way in your life. The Holy Spirit will bring to your mind the things that are essential for you to repent of. Of course, in many cases, the personal persons that you hold a, or held a grudge against may have gone from this planet, but you still need to forgive so that it doesn't remain a hindrance to your healing. It is so important that we have a sincere attitude of expecting our healing from the Lord. It may take some time, even months or years. Keep believing. Our God is always faithful and always answers your prayers, but we must believe. We must be like people in 2 Timothy 1.12. I know whom I have believed in, and he will give me his victory and is well able to do so. Finally, 
keep praising and worshipping the Lord. He alone is well able to bring to pass what you have committed to Him. He alone is worthy to receive all your praise and worship, for He alone is the great healer of all who believe in Him. God desires and is able to heal you, and by your faith aligned with His faith, He will. Is anything too hard for the Lord? The unequivocal answer is absolutely not. No form of injury or disease is too great for the Lord to heal. Our answer must be a sure response. Lord, I trust you and know by faith in your word that you are well able and are willing because of your word to heal me. He is completely willing and has ordained and desires that you be healed. You must believe by faith that he will. Whatsoever you shall ask in Jesus' name, he will give you, so that the Father is glorified in the Son. We would like to hear from you. If you have any questions, and particularly if you have an important prayer request, please contact us by email at spiritmuso.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-M-U-S-O at gmail.com. Or by contacting us at our web addresses, either apostlesvoice.com or New Contemporary Music dot com. <laughs> 